you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name is Colin. That is the C. Joining me is Zijan the Z. But don't worry, uh, listeners, he's not really joining me. We are far away. Hello, Zijan. We are far away and self-isolating. We are self. That's. Uh, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm, I guess I'm self-isolating as much as I, I live alone. Um, that, that's pretty good. That's pretty that's good, a good start. Good start. <laughs> um, it helps a lot. <laughs> if you might not know that we did record this podcast over Skype, and uh, despite Zijan's attempts to persuade me that you can catch coronavirus over Skype. I don't think that's true. Um, so fear not. We are here. We are giving you all the movie news you can need to while away your isolation time. If you uh, are hidden away from other people, you have 101 episodes to listen to. Definitely. This this could make our podcast, actually. This coronavirus <laughs> could make our podcast. Oh, the civil lining, huh? That's it. Um Today we're talking about the film Onward, which you won't be able to see because you shouldn't go to cinemas. Um, Definitely But hey, it'll be on Disney Plus at some point. Uh, We're doing a quiz on Studio Ghibli, which you will be able to see on Netflix. Uh, And we're talking about the films of Kate Winslet, many of which you'll be able to see from the comfort of your own home. Uh, In case you haven't guessed, there's going to be a lot of coronavirus stuff in the news as well, Zijan. It definitely is. So, I mean... Apart from the big news that Tom Hanks and his wife have tested positive for it, it last it week. It got Tom. I know. Of all people, Tom. I was saying that if I do get coronavirus, I'll be in good company. Yes. Tom Hanks has it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Although he probably has more resources to handle it than I do. He seems to be very well looked after by the good people of Australia. Um, I saw a thing on the internet, which I'm pretty sure was faked, but I liked it, uh, of them giving him a, a Wilson volleyball from the film Castaways, Ejen, which you will now be able to watch. Yes, well, I would, because yeah. I have time now, apparently. Mm-hmm. He, that's self isolation to a to a significant degree. That film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but apart from that, I think um, many films have been delayed indefinitely mm. uh, by Disney. So this includes Mulan, which is due to come out in a couple of weeks' time, really. Mm. Um, but because of this whole coronavirus thing, that's going to be delayed. Um, the New Mutants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there's any if there's any ray of light in this whole business. <laughs> It's the, it's the comic value of New Mutants being postponed yet again. Uh, I really thought it was going to come out this time. I really did. Did you? Oh, <laughs> That'll oh. teach me. Well, wait, wait till 30 years when this podcast will no longer be here. Then we'll finally see the New Mutants. I think it, New Mutants will be, will be the last film ever released in the kind of ravaged wasteland <laughs> that is planet Earth. They should just put a director video, to be honest. <laughs> they just Put it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, so other things that have been suspended, the Little Mermaid remake. Um, this, so these are film production. So yep. um, Little Mermaid has been stopped. The Ridley Scotts, there's a new film, The Last Duel. There's a Gilmo Del Toro's Nightmare Alley. Um, Shang-Chi um, has also been delayed because the director, Dustin Daniel Cretton, is going into self-isolation yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was No Time to Die, the new Bond film that was the first one to... to announced that it was being postponed i think by six months yep. uh, and yeah so nothing else happened for a week or so and then i think peter rabbit 2 was the next one to go um and no one cared but yes there's a quiet place 2 being postponed fast and furious 9 has been pushed back 11 months that's uh, insane no no news yet for black widow though so that's apparently still going on for now yeah i, I, I mean we're not uh epi- at least i'm not an epidemiologist i don't know if you are uh Zijan, but uh it doesn't seem likely that it's all going to be crystal clear no. by the start of may so i think the whole there are going to be lots of reviews for us to be doing in December. yeah I don't, I don't, yes that's true <laughs> but i mean i it's we're not far away i think from um from a ban on going to the cinema to be honest i, I would have thought that's probably 
going to happen uh, soon. Coming, if, or certainly strong advice not to, even if it's not an outright ban. Uh, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a while. As I say, coronavirus means you can listen to the Cedars of the movies to your heart's content. Uh, we might not have anything to talk about for the next three or four months. We'll <laughs> find something to keep people entertained. Yes. We are good at that. Yes, we are. Um, we are the salvation of mankind. That's probably too strong. Um, <laughs> I do have some non-coronavirus-related news. Uh, okay, good. Uh, and this is so Christian Bale. We knew was going to be in um, Thor Four, aka Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson inadvertently revealed, as so often happens to people in uh, Disney franchises, uh, that he is going to be the villain of the film. Yeah. I think she was just. Well, there's no surprises there, right? Given that he's such a big name. Yeah, he's, he's not going to sign on to be hanger on number three. And I also don't think Christian Bell would sign on to do this more than once. I don't think he wants mm. to be in a franchise like this. Again. Again, yeah. And um, after, obviously. Batman being the lead, but yeah, I don't think he's going. To, yeah, I'm going to be Thor's buddy for the next three films. That's never going to happen. Uh, so, so probably Tessa Thompson thought we all knew this, um, and hopefully uh, Bob Iger hasn't been too mean to her. Ah, uh, uh, it'll be fine. You can't get rid of Tessa Thompson. No, no, I concur. I think she's one of the better bits of the Thor franchise now. Anyway, yeah, she's great. Speaking about Christian Bale and Batman, um, they've released new footage of the Batmobile that uh, our new Batman, Robert Pattinson, is driving. Um, so it looks like an actual car. It does. It does. It- rather than the tank that Christian Bale drove, and I think Ben Affleck drove a tank as well. And uh, also the costume he's wearing while standing next to it is very different to what we saw before, but I don't know whether that's just a mm. concept. Please. It reminded me, actually, um, Do you have you ever seen the Bond film uh, The Spy Who Loved Me? No, no they, they've got is that Roger Moore. Roger Moore, yes, it's one of the. Mm. I'd say it's probably his best, one of his best. Uh, there's a car that goes underwater. Um, it's a submarine, obviously, uh, and it, it, it reminds me a little bit of a, of a black version of that. Although I think um, people who know more about the comics than I do say it looks like a, a previous version from the comics. So, uh, mm. Um, it, like, it looks like a simple version of a car. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's this is like supposed to be about the early years of Batman anyway, right? So he hasn't gone about building his uh, gigantic yes, tank mobile. Yeah, I remember when um, when Zack Snyder put out a picture of the Batmobile. I I, I remember th- thinking at the time, this is the Batmobile is the least interesting thing about Batman, uh, and I guess I still meant that. But it does give you an idea of the of the wider ethos of the film, and, and so to be a slightly mm. more down to earth. Um, less bombastic version, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Or should that be bombat? No, it doesn't work. Okay. No, <laughs> not. Uh, Johnson Beatles news. Okay. <laughs> it is film related. Uh, Peter Jackson, who is turning his hand to documentaries these days, and did a um, that superb. Well, I say I've not seen it actually, but um, widely, uh, very strongly reviewed film about the First World War, a documentary. Uh, is doing a documentary about the Beatles called Get Back. We knew that already. Well, I think we knew he was doing the Beatles, but um, it's confirmed the title is Get Back. Uh, and it's coming out on the 4th of September, unless the world has ended. Uh, so it's looking behind the scenes of their recording of the Let It Be album, um, which I think I'm, I'm excited by, actually, because um, I watched Ron Howard's documentary, um, Eight Days a Week, The Touring Years. Uh, I don't mm. think I learned anything from that film that I didn't already know. Uh, and I have seen Let It Be film that they made at the time so I guess I've seen quite a lot of this but I think there's probably stories here that um, Peter Jackson can tease out um, it, I know you're not a huge Beatles fan by any means but um, uh, this is kind of where the, the band fell apart 
Just, uh, ah, okay. There's lots of kind of infighting and, and what have you. So um, it'd be interesting to see. It seems to have Paul McCartney's blessing, and presumably Ringo's as well. Um, so uh, they're prepared for these stories to come out, but I think that'd be more interesting than just saying, wow, well, it was be- a crazy time and we played lots of songs and dashed around the world, which is the previous one was a bit like that. Fair enough. Well, um, yeah, I, I may watch it. <laughs> and you can't say fairer than that. Um. No, yeah. <laughs> That's my commitment for you. <laughs> uh, well, if, uh, uh, I mean, I'll say, who knows what's going to come out in September. But um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there's going to be a new Dracula movie. All right. Yeah, um, there's, you know, this whole dark universe that you love so much. Colin. I love the dark universe. I love the mummy. Yes. That's, so much. That's, it was my favorite mummy film of that year. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> but following the box office success of The Invisible Man, which is out in cinemas now, actually, um, there, there is going to be a new Dracula film coming up. Is um, it Bloomhouse again? It is Bloomhouse mm. again, yeah. I've not seen any of the Dracula films, uh, the old ones, um, so I wouldn't know. No, um, I mean, this seems to be the way, because the Dark Universe, obviously, I mean, as, as people may have deduced, the mummy was was terrible and was a really bad concept but it's not the first time they've tried to kick off the dark universe they did um uh dracula untold with luke evans a few years ago that was supposed to be started oh, forgetting about yeah. it yeah uh and they've not been well received uh but i've not seen the invisible man but um it's been very well reviewed and there's much 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 lower budget i think they said well, let's make a good film rather than a franchise leading <laughs> film so it's not exactly n- yeah and, none of these there's always space for a vampire film anyway is there always space for a vampire there, film? I th- there is always space for a vampire film. It, it, it comes and goes, but it'll always be there. Because, mm, I mean, vampires were huge, what, 10 years ago for Twilight when they, and they seem to have died, died off a little bit yeah. now. But uh, why not? I mean, it's better than Creature from the Black Lagoon or whatever the other one is. They're going to. Yep. Apparently, Elizabeth Banks is working on an Invisible Woman film, which is unconnected. Hmm. So maybe maybe invisibility is the new vampires. <laughs> I don't know how much you can do with that. Well, I guess you can do quite a few things with it, but yeah, save money on actors as well because you don't need to have anyone there. Uh yeah. Speaking about invisible woman, there are, there are rumors of trying to pair Emily Blunt and John Krasinski as uh, Mister Fantastic and the Invisible Woman or the Fantastic Four. That's that's been a kind of fun favorite casting for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think I would love that as well. That'd be great. That'd be really good. I think it would be good to have like an older version, like of the the Fantastic Four, like with a family as well, because they have a, they have kids in the comic books as well. Mm, so yeah, it, it would be a different take yeah. on the whole Fantastic Four. Yeah, bring brief new life to it because we had them very young previously, didn't we? Uh, which yes. didn't work. Yeah, I, I think they. Do it. I mean, John Krasinski auditioned for Captain America back in the day. Uh, Emily Blunt was offered. Black Widow before Scarlett Johansson took it, and, and she turned that down at that point. But maybe, uh, hmm. maybe because she didn't want to do quite many films. I mean, if it was Fantastic Four, you w- wouldn't necessarily be doing as many films as Scarlett Johansson's done in, in the role of, uh, of Black Widow. I don't know, but that yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I would love that. Uh, do you have any more news? Um, so the Doctor Strange director Scott Derrickson, who stepped down, yes, uh, is up to helm another film called Bermuda. Bermuda. Yeah, which is... Uh, the triangle. On, uh, yeah. <laughs> what else would it be? <laughs> I don't know. Could be about, <laughs> about shorts. Um. <laughs> oh, not shorts, no. Uh, Chris Evans is in Talks to Star. Oh, yeah. But uh, Chris Evans' next film is actually the remake of Little Shop of Horrors, uh, for those who do not know. Hmm. 
which is going to happen. But uh, this Bermuda film apparently has been in development since 2013. Ooh. So a long time That's coming. That's not always a good sign. No, definitely not. But yeah, thumbs up. And coming for those who are interested in Bermuda Triangles. I love stuff. triangles. Wow. What's your favorite kind of triangle? Isosceles. <laughs> Isosceles. Good choice. Yes. Yeah, me too, actually. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, actually. I like a right angle. Maybe a right angle isosceles. Go for a twofer. I'm trying to move us into a geometry podcast, slowly but surely. I love a rhombus. Uh, I don't have any more news, but I do have a nice email, Zijan. Oh, nice. A uh, friend, friend of the podcast, Sarah, uh, has got in touch to say congratulations on reaching 100 episodes. It's an amazing milestone. Thank you, Sarah. Um, Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for the hard work we've both put into every episode. Clearly, she's not listened to the, the end of year episodes where only one of us gets <laughs> any work into it. <laughs> we try, we try a little bit. I really enjoy listening to our guys every fortnight. Here's to a hundred more. Well, let's hope so. Thank you, Sarah. Um, Thanks, Sarah. That's nice. We're not. Uh, I did make a joking reference to the fact that we were stopping, but now, now more than ever, the nation, the world needs us. Desperately needs so. us. <laughs> we are their savior. Yes, I. I, I I, I feel already that I, I'm uncomfortable with describing ourselves as the saviour of the world because um, <laughs> they, they might throw me out of my church. Um, but we are definitely trying to entertain the world. Um, there is a, a a new segment. It's not a new segment. It's an, uh, the next segment to see or not to Z, uh, where we tell you about films that we have seen and whether you, the listeners, should see them or not Z them. But Zijan, I have not seen any films since we last recorded. No, have you? I'm not allowed to go to a cinema. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was a way to watch films at home I know right if only there was one now I've been watching a lot of TV series I've been watching on BBC the Nuts and Crosses TV series oh yeah so I want to see took that took up a yeah. lot of my time yeah because uh, you've read the book before yes I know yeah. you told me you read the book before um, so yeah I decided to watch it just to see what it's all about so that took up at least six hours of my time which I could spend on a film but oh well mm, I have been watching How I Met Your Mother again it's amazing it's like the fourth time so but I, I can't get enough so I also have not watched films so we'll move on from this successful segment um, <laughs> to, I you, love that I'm editing this it's always I get the short ones uh, the, maybe I should talk at length of, no uh, we're going to talk about Onward um, it's the latest film from Pixar it's been released at possibly the worst time they could release it because no one can see it uh, although they are top of the box office I believe for the 16 or so people who have turned up uh, you and you and I, Zijan, got there before the uh, the, the madness. Yep, um, definitely. You got there before it was released somehow. I, I did. I definitely did. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell us what's what's going on? What's the premise? So um, this is Pixar's, um, yeah, latest original film. I felt you're about. I, since the... I felt you're about to uh, say. I thought I have pictures of you counting on your fingers how many Pixar's films there were. Like, <laughs> is... I think it's about twenty second. I think. Uh, 22nd, 23rd. Um, but the thing is, yeah, Pixar hasn't produced a, uh, an original film for a while now. I think uh, last year they had Toy Story 4, and then before that was The Incredibles 2. So it, yeah. I think since Inside Out or Coco, that was the last Ugh. one that came out, which was original. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. So it's been a while since uh, we've got an original film from Pixar. Yeah, which I heard is, that, um, was it 8 out of the last 11 or something? Or nine out of the last 11 uh, sequels, sequels or, or spin-offs? Yeah. So that, that really surprised me, because I knew they'd done a few, but um, yeah, that was... Yeah, right. it's a shame. But, um, so I'm, I'm very glad that they've gone back to original stuff, because some of the original work is probably the best as well. 
Um, so in this, in onward, um, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt are playing uh, elf brothers. Um, they lost their dad uh, when they were very young, um, and on their on uh, Tom Holland's uh, I'm going to say Tom Holland's birthday, but Fine. it's not. It's, yeah, <laughs> Ian, right? I think his name is Ian. Oh, yeah, I have forgotten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on his birthday, um, they discovered a magical spell that can allow their uh, allow them to see their dad for one day, but uh, the 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 spell backfired. And only the bottom half of their dad um, appeared. So it ended up to be a questing movie where they they spend most of the time trying to figure out how to get their dad back together um, before the day is out. Um, I have to mention that in this world, um, magic is there. There used to be magic in this world, but people gave them up because for convenience's sake. And hence, uh, magic isn't big right now. Yeah, there, there, there was a, at the start of the film, you get a, a kind of scene setting thing where they show old, olden days where people use magic all over the shop. And then it's like, oh, we don't need magic. We've got we've got uh, electricity. Washing machine. Or, yes, a car. We don't, we don't need to be able to fly because we've got a car, etc., uh, etc. Et Which requires, you, I mean, it takes a little bit of suspension of disbelief. I suppose the whole thing does. Uh, you think, well, okay, we, we've got cars, but I'd, I'd still fancy some magic. Uh, and Tom Holland is the only one who's able to do magic spells, or one of the few. Apparently, uh, yeah, and quite easily as well in one day. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So he and Chris Pratt are stay brothers, and they they go on on, on exciting adventures. Uh, well, I mean, let's talk about the the kind of the, the setting, the world uh, that, mm-hmm. that Pixar have created. So it's um, it's not unusual for Pixar to to go outside the real world. I suppose you've got uh, Monsters Inc. You've Cars, bugs like oh, most of them, I guess. Most um, of them, yeah. Although actually, some things like Toy Story and and Inside Out, I guess, are, are f- fantastic things in the real world that we recognise. Whereas this is completely separate. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't do huge amounts with it. Uh, I mean, obviously, you had elves. You had quite funny, no. funny ideas like um, unicorns with the with the equivalent of know, raccoons or rats uh, or uh, whatever else, but. I agree. I feel like this film could be done in any setting hmm. whatsoever. It could be set, you know, like underwater, like fighting anymore, and it'll still be fine. It'll work fine if he wants to deliver his message. He just chose, uh, like, I find the the world setting a little bit too generic. Yeah. In the sense that, it's yeah. yeah, fantasy tropes are quite common and they're quite simple when it comes to animation. Uh, you know, when you think about something new, like you just throw everything in. Like, oh, you have unicorns, you have ogres, you mm. have cyclopses, you have elves. I mean, those are so common fantasy tropes. So I felt like in that choice, it felt a little lazy in terms of the setting where it could explore something else altogether. I don't know. That's what I thought Yeah, I, I saw the film. It didn't need to be in that. And, and I mean, if you ask me what the characteristics of elves are, they're exactly the same as humans, aren't they? I mean, there's, there's nothing yep. special about them. But... Uh, I, don't know, I guess maybe maybe it's a subtle message about um, uh, racial diversity and, and acceptance, what have you. But, but there's even when he's going to school and you've got all these different kinds of creatures and things, they, they all act exactly the same. They all yes, humans, yeah, out. and yeah, they basically could all be humans, couldn't they? Um, yeah. Even the centaur. Uh, so his his uh, stepfather uh, is a centaur, mm-hmm. uh, or their stepfather, uh, and he just behaves like a normal person. Just he's got more legs. Um, yep, exactly. And uh, I'm not questioning too hard how the 
Mrs. Elf and Mr. Centaur relationship works. Oh, you don't question this car. Don't, don't need to dig into that. Um, it's just funny. I don't even know how he drives a car. Yeah, it seems odd that he squeezes himself into that car, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we get a griffin along the way, voiced, voiced by... Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer, thank you. Um, who's one of the, the bigger names in the cast. Um, and there's Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus as well, voicing their mum. Yes, yes. So, I mean, like many of these things, you get a you get a big name voice cast, uh, and you don't necessarily think. And it 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 was it's probably Shark Tale. Maybe. Well, I guess it was probably um, Toy Story was the first time you had big name actors voicing yep. animated characters, and then since then, I think Shark Tale was maybe the worst, where they everyone had to be big name and also had to look like the actual actor. Imagine for fish looking like Will Smith. Sure. Angelina Jolie. Well, that wasn't as much as a relief, but um, the, <laughs> the 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 two main here. I thought Tom Holland and Chris Pratt were both very good. I think they they fit their characters nicely. Yeah, um, they feel like a Chris Pratt and Tom Holland characters. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those those two those two elves were were created to behave like I would think Chris Pratt and Tom Holland would behave <laughs> on a normal basis. Anyway, um, yeah. So. Uh, uh, Chris Pratt plays the older brother, uh, Bali, I think his name is, who's the goofball, um, who d- who doesn't take things seriously. He's very into Dungeons and Dragons or that version of it. Which is a weird thing uh, to be into if you live in a in that world, isn't it? A, a little bit, yeah. yeah. So he knows all the magical spells, which is very convenient. Yes. Because uh, <laughs> fortunately, Dungeons and Dragons or whatever they, who they call it is is based off real spells and real magic. Yeah, very 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 convenient for them, mm. obviously. Uh, and then uh, Tom Holland plays the younger brother, who's a little bit more neurotic, uh, a little bit more unsure of himself, lacking confidence. And um, so the the father, I have to mention that the father died when um, Ian Tom Holland's character was very very young, was like he, a baby. Was he born? Yeah, he was born. Was he? I believe. I thought he was still yeah. uh, in utero. Okay. Oh I, no, I'm pretty sure he was born. Fine. So that's why it's a lot more motivation for Ian to. I keep saying his name is Ian. It's probably not going to be. Yeah, right? uh, we, while you're editing it, you can cut in the real name every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he he wants to see his dad a lot more than 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 anything else. And I think one one of parts that I really like about this film was at the beginning when he was listening to his dad's voice. Oh yeah, yeah, over the, over a recording, and then he was speaking to it. I thought that that was probably the fear, my favorite bit of the film, to be honest. Um, that I found it very sad and very touching. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's another classic uh, father-son uh, thing. Even if I was, it is, it is Ian, by the way. Well done. Um, Thank you. Uh, well, I, and that's the, obviously the peg they hung this film on was the idea that it's all about him meeting his father for the first time. Um, and so, yeah, as, as you've alluded, the only half the father turns up, and the whole thing is then a quest to find the magic, something or other, that will mm. allow them to finish the spell. I did find it slightly odd. Um, that almost well, not much attention mostly was paid towards Barley and his relationship with his dad, but but more than that, no time at all was spent thinking about um, their mum and how she might feel to see her husband again from who who died. Which uh, mm. you could easily have made that the main part of the film. Uh, you could, yeah, definitely. Um, and she's in it throughout, but mostly trying to find the boys to protect them, as opposed to I'm going to see my husband again. I did find that. Uh, con- Confusing, I suppose. I, maybe I mean it's a kids' film. Maybe they didn't want to overload them with too many different viewpoints, and, and just they want to accept the the, um, the basis of the story. But 
yeah, I, I thought more than someone spending some time with someone they'd never met, uh, you'd think it'd be someone who wanted to see the husband again. Yeah, I, I get that point. I definitely do. Hmm. Um, it, was, it was weird that her main motivation was just to like find the kids. Yeah, because at no point safe. did she even say, I, I want to see... I mean, yeah, I, I, my husband, yeah, my ex-husband again. And even when she was thinking about it, it's more it would be so great for Ian to see him. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Which well, I mean, shows a, a selflessness, I suppose. But uh, if you're a mother, write in, let us know. Um, <laughs> who, who do you love more, your son or your um, your husband? Particularly if my mother's listening to this, I'm interested. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know. So. The dad appeared as a pair of legs. Yes, he did. Which wasn't the most emotive part of the body, I would say. <laughs> what is the most emotive part of the body, Zizian? Definitely not the legs. No. Um, it, you, you know what I'm trying to say here, right? I think. It's, diff- like, um, it's difficult to get so attached, I suppose. Yes. It's very difficult to get attached to it. So you you see the brothers, uh, Ian and Barley, going on road trips, uh, the road trip with uh, a pair of legs, and then you know they'll talk to him, and then he'll respond by tapping on their feet, mm. uh, to, get, to and things like that. It's just not as compelling or emotional. Yeah, as, and and they, so he can't hear them because he doesn't doesn't have ears. Um, yeah. So as you say, they respond only by tapping. No one's bothered learning Morse code, it seems. So it's just uh, the occasional um, beating rhythm. There are parts of them where they stack up clothes on top of him to make it look like a real person, which uh, I don't know whether presumably that's to make it easier for the audience to to get on board with that character, even if it is just a pile of clothes. I suppose if you can if you can see a head, you're more likely to um, to have some sort of sympathy with the character. Maybe I don't know to empathize with that. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, it helped when they have the fake clothes on that, but even then it it, it just felt a little bit odd because it just felt like oh there's a pair of legs just being dragged along on this nice adventure yeah um do you feel like that that was their dad it's just some random pair of legs if you know what i mean i know exactly what i mean <laughs> i know exactly what i mean um having said that i mean i, I liked the relationship between the two brothers i thought chris, i say chris pratt and tom Holland both were both very good uh the the quest i mean we've seen from from star wars recently that a film that is just go here go here go here go here can get rather dull uh, in, my, yes. in my view I thought this did better um, I mean it was still was very much get to this point then get to this point get to this point but, but it was it's a quest film it's a quest setting it's more forgivable I think um, mm-hmm. than the recent Star Wars film yes yeah I, I did I read it right down here as well that say it jumps around from place to place very quickly it does uh, it yeah. doesn't take time to slow down and sometimes I think you need that calm. You need that. You need that. You know, quiet, for for emotions to, to to catch, and take hold. But if you keep jumping all over the place, you just cannot slow down and process what's happening. It just feels like, you know, you're just rushing to get to the end. Yeah, and it did feel. I mean, to a certain extent, the so we'll, we'll, I guess we'll do spoilers and get into the, the, the spoiler mm. side of it later but the, the, the basic emotion of I wish I'd met my dad um, they didn't I mean they explored it as much as they could I suppose but it's, it's not something say because it is a pair of legs and because there's very little contact it's not like I say the beginning of Up when you've got this whole marriage um, to look back on and it's all sorts of emotional things there but the, the kind of the emotion of I wish I'd met my dad I'd felt maybe ran out uh, yeah um, after it, there's only so many different ways you can say that. 
Um, you, can, uh, you can have him looking at pictures. You can have him hearing the voice. You can uh, even though I, mean, I suppose they, they things like he didn't make doesn't make friends easily. That was another uh, aspect of it. That wasn't really explored much, though. Not hugely, no. You just stopped at the beginning. He was embarrassed by his brother, um, but then that was it, really. And I think that for me was the stronger part was the relationship between the brothers, rather than. Ah, I agree. Yeah. I think I think that worked well. Um, yeah, I think. Should we go to spoilers? I feel like. Well, before before we go to spoilers, um, so I think we can too. But uh, what do you think of the title, Onward? I just I don't know, I just found it very vague. And didn't really have anything much to do with anything. Am I missing something? I think they, I think they mentioned it once in the film, but I can't remember where it was. Mentioned. Well, Chris Pratt at one point says, "Let's go onward," and he's like, "All right, okay, that's the title." But ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think in, in years to come, people are like if someone mentions onward, you'll have to think a while before remembering. I mean, it's not as this it's not be... as weird as Coco, where Coco was the name of some grandmother who was vaguely related uh, to the story, but still. Well, this could be one of your pointless answers. Yes, that's true. Okay, yeah, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So, um, I think I have to say this right away that I found the story a bit predictable. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, at the beginning of this film, I know that it was directed by Dan Scallon, uh, whose, di- whose dad died very early as well. Okay. And this film was supposed to be an homage about his relationship with his brother. So, after hearing that... Um, right. I knew where this story was gonna hit and so when the review or the emotional review at the end it wasn't as impactful as it could be so f- um, for those who haven't seen it the he, he make he's uh, made a list of things he wants to do with his dad and he realizes step by step that he can't do them and then realizes oh i've done them all with my brother he was the father i never had because yes. yes yeah so that that review i, I kind of expected that right from the beginning so it yeah, it, it kind of didn't yeah, sink in as much as it could, I guess, um, compared to other Pixar films. Um, it wasn't... I, I was crying at this this review as well, which was annoying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which, which seems to say I cry at anything. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I knew it was coming. But, it, 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 yeah, because the fact that it was so predictable... Um, yeah, I, I hadn't read it before, but... Um... So what, what, I think when I got it, one of the things on his list was to play catch, and at one point they they throw in catch, and that's when I thought, oh, okay, that's what's gonna it's gonna be uh, that's that's gonna be a reveal. I did it all with my brother. Um, yeah, it's, I, I felt yeah, you're right. It didn't have quite the impact it it could have. Gone. I know a lot of people were crying in that scene, and, and I think maybe a lot of parents. But uh, I, I have a brother uh, whom I love dearly, but he's not a father figure for me in any way. Sorry, Simon. Uh, he's he's only seven minutes older than me, so I guess that's. Uh, <laughs> That's partly why. Uh, so I think if you are like this writer of the film or director of the film, was it? Um, you have an older brother who's been like a father to you, and you never uh, realise it. Then this is very emotional for you. Mm-hmm. If not, you, you can have to. Yeah, you're going to have to transplant yourself into that as opposed to necessarily understand those emotions from the off. Uh, and I think you're right. As, as soon as he was embarrassed by his brother turning up to school, you knew that the thing was going to be he he learned not yes. to be embarrassed by his brother or, or learned that he's been um, treating him badly the whole time. I feel like they could have explored a lot more between the relationship between Bali and Ian. I didn't like all the reviews at the end when he suddenly got all, all the flashbacks about how his older brother was such a great older brother. Yeah, because he... I'm not, 
He seems like a pretty rubbish older brother, to be honest. He does. He really does. And then suddenly, oh, yeah. um, I remember my, my brother used to uh, teach me how to swim. Yeah. We didn't see that at all in this whole film, but you can't just throw that to us right at the end just to you know, squeeze out every last bit of emotion from your audience. I found that a little bit cheating. Yeah, because what we see of him at the start is on his brother's birthday, he wrestles him despite him not wanting to be wrestled. <laughs> That, that that was his big conscious, and um, yeah, he, he turns up in a in a horrific van. He, I mean, things like when well, they're driving on the highway, and his brother's like, "Let's go on this old dirt track." I've got a good feeling about it. I would tell him, "No, <laughs> you're an idiot." <laughs> uh, maybe I've not learnt my valuable lesson, but uh, yeah, that's. It, it did seem they changed it a bit. I mean, I, I think Chris Pratt does very well in live action or in animation. That the kind of role of, um. Goofball, yeah, goofball, a uh, guy who has, who's, yeah, he, well, I can't remember what word he uses, but um, he's messed up his life or he's he's going yeah. nowhere, but he he's got a heart of gold, really. That's the Chris Pratt role, really. It is, isn't it? I mean, that's Star Lord, that's Parks and Rec. That's that's what he does. Mm, that's what he does. He does it well. He does. He does. I say. I thought they were very good. Um, and I'm, and I'm sure we'll get a sequel to this. Uh, having said that, it's nice that Pixar did something original. I'd be amazed if we don't get an onwards two at some point. Mm, I don't know whether we want to watch it though. Uh, yeah, I mean, having they do a lot of sequels and they haven't had a brilliant track record with them. Um, yeah, because even, even uh, Incredibles two, which I enjoyed at the time, I, I I don't look back on it with any great fondness. I've not seen it again. No, um, definitely not. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to say right now that like I don't hate this film hmm. in any way or form. Like. I, I love it when Pixar does something original again. Um, yeah. It's always good for that. But I felt this film lacked a bit of the Pixar magic. Okay. It, it lacked nuance. It lacked that that little extra that, that made a Pixar film from good to great. And I thought this film was just average at best. Yeah, I, I had fun. I enjoyed it. But um, yeah, it's not an inside out or an up. In fact, I'll say up. After the first five minutes, of I'm not sure how great that one is anyway. But isn't it or a Wally or a Toy Story? It's it's not. Uh, it's not that. that kind of level. It's a step above. I mean, it's much better than Coco for me. Uh, I, mm. I really didn't like Coco. Uh, it's. I mean, I've, I haven't seen as many of them as you have. But the the reason I mentioned the sequel, I think, because I I think it, it's it's a big world. But it, the world, as as we've said, isn't probably defined clearly enough or, or in depth enough to to make you long for a sequel. You're not thinking, oh, well, yes. I wonder what else is going on in this school or in this this village or this town. There's just you can get to see some yeah some unicorns or some or a dragon that's a dog or whatever else. But I'm not thinking, oh, well, I'd love to see the supporting cast in this again. Even things like, I mean, the Griffin is probably one of the bigger elements of the supporting cast. I, is it Griffin? Is it Manticore? Sorry, Manticore. You're right. You're right. There you go. That's how little I remember the. Uh... <laughs> I, th- I think it's, it's the same where, where I was commenting about the settings of this place. This fantasy world has been gone in, delved in multiple times before. Hmm. It's not like Finding Nemo, where you look at an underwater world, or even Cars, where you have you know a Cars. <laughs> yeah, setting. I suppose this that, fantasy yeah. setting is just treaded on. So that was the genius of multiple. Toy Story, wasn't it? It's like, Toys coming to life. I suppose it happened actually in small soldiers, but um, it, it was relatively, uh, relatively new concept. Whereas you say, yeah, this is this has been done to even something like Bright from a couple of years ago was a very similar idea. Um, I don't know if you saw that one, but it was 
basically the real world is fantasy, but well, fantasy but real world. So you have elves and goblins and stuff. Um, and Will Smith is in the police force, and there's a stories about racism and stuff. Anyway, it was fine. Yeah, uh, and also this doesn't this has your pet peeve on magic as well, right, Colin? Does it? Yeah, no limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. I mean, it was maybe better than someone that it gave you hints as to what could happen in the future. And, and but yes, it was a little bit like we need a bridge. Well, we've got a bridge spell. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. And you don't. I think maybe it was it was better than some at kind of um, limiting what it could do, or at least um, maybe foreshadowing what it could do rather than limiting it. Uh, it wasn't just so Harry Potter. I think was sometimes guilty of well, we've got this spell for this moment. But yeah, it, it, there's no real rules that they told you about. Um, that would definitely not too much. I tell you what, I did like actually my favorite bit, and the, and the bit that did surprise me a lot was mm-hmm. when they got towards the end of the quest, uh, and they lifted up this magic thing, and, and then it turns out they were uh, opening from manhole cover right next to the school. I thought that was very funny, and <laughs> I did not see that coming, so that was nice. Uh, I did wonder how on earth. I, this is I've seen this in a few things actually because the the their mum and the manticore were following them, mm. and turned up at the end. So presumably they've gone through all the same. Like, how did they cross that bridge? And, well, actually, he did put the bridge down there. But, um, but yeah, did they go through this river thing? Did they take on this weird green gelatinous cube? And you think, have they gone through all exactly the same tribulations? They flew through everything. Yeah. yeah. That's how they did. Um, the gelatinous cube wasn't... I mean, it, that was weird, because they kept on going on about it. Uh, and then it appeared, and, okay, is that, is that it? Fine. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I say the, the the surprise twist where they're at school and the the big dragon that was made out of the school that was fun. The school logo, yep. I thought I thought the dragon was done really well actually. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, and of course, um, in the end, he says, "No, Chris Pratt, it's more important that you spend some time with Dad." Who I know just I don't think they hugged, did they? Maybe they did it right at the end. They just seemed... they did hug. Okay. He was giving him a hug in the end Fine. from his dad. Oh, he was when he left, wasn't he? Because they get yeah. he gets like a minute or something. Um, mm. Right, by the way, the dad looks a bit like uh what's his name? John Krasinski. You've seen John Krasinski everywhere, has he John? I no, but he does look like John Krasinski though. Mm. He looks like John Krasinski with elf ears on <laughs> and blue. Yeah, I, do. I um A Quiet Place is now on Netflix. So I watched uh, John Krasinski's um uh death scene in that. Spoilers. Uh, again the, <laughs> what a scene. Now that's a proper father child emotional scene. That is, I agree. That does, that does a better job of it than this one. Um, yeah, so it's an unusual year in that we, well, we're presumably going to get Soul later in the year. So it's Pixar doing yeah. two films, uh, two original films in a year for the first time ever, maybe? Or certainly the first time ever? Yeah, I think first time ever. Yeah. I think it's a good thing, though. It's been a while. And uh, and I'm looking forward to Soul. Um, there's Tina Fey uh, in and it. Jamie Foxx, so, isn't uh, it? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting on because they've, they've released a the full trailer now it seems to uh, uh slightly more emotional idea than uh than this one potentially definitely it's definitely more original in that sense yeah so uh i've got it down in our spreadsheets you john so i'm going to watch that one as well i don't know yay Brilliant. i love this two two animated films in a year mm. things have changed things sure have changed uh, yeah. i need to get more tom cruise films in <laughs> It's a shame it's not like Nicolas Cage, right? If not, it would be like three films we, a year. We could get a whole podcast out of Nicolas Cage films every year. <laughs> yeah, in a year. Every couple of weeks. <laughs> so, uh, fine. So I guess uh, 
this is where we well we could recommend this or not, but it doesn't matter because no one's allowed to see. Uh, no, I don't, I don't. I think it's a. As I said, I, I don't think it's a great film. I think it's a good film. So um, make it what you want. And I I don't have any feeling for whether this has gone because obviously, as you said, it's a kids' film, and, and a lot of it will be successful if if the kids love the characters. But I, I haven't necessarily got the feeling that everyone's rushing out to get their Barley Indian uh, dolls or their no. uh, gelatinous Q Pez dispenser. <laughs> in terms of merchandise, it's probably not. Do, the p- best. do, people, oh. do people still get Pez dispensers? Who knows? I have no idea. Oh, I've got to point out as well. This this film is facing a ban in Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, because there was a throwaway reference that this police officer had a girlfriend. All right. Yeah. But there you go. Just one sentence. That's well. They're paying attention, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um. Fine. Yeah. I, this is so. I say it's still top of the US box office. I think, but um. Only because nothing else is out. Maybe. Uh, maybe it'll be it'll stay top for the next three months. Then maybe this will be the last rate. film ever released. Maybe it could a, be. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. Well, that's onward. Um, we move on. Mm-hmm. This, this is going to be a short episode. I love this. We move on to the films of Kate Winslet in our segment, Actor Factor, where we talk about the films of a particular actor and sometimes even choose our favourite and least favourite. Simon, my brother, complains to me that we don't spend long enough on this segment, Zijan, so let's drag this one out. Oh, I definitely cannot do that. <laughs> um, does that suggest you've not seen many Kate Winslet films? Surprisingly not. I didn't know that. I've seen three. All right, I've seen nine. Um, that's not too bad though I thought I would do much worse I'll tell you what she's in that I haven't seen yet but I will, um, but everyone is now watching um, is Contagion um, yes <laughs> seems, to, seems to be an incredibly popular choice um, for, for obvious reasons uh, I've never seen it but, uh, I, I have mm. ordered it so I can I'm assuming they give tips into what you're supposed to do in these situations yes yes of course because movies reflect real life I think so uh, they, they probably just murder each other don't they Anyway, yeah, let's let's hit your. Th- oh, can I guess what three you've seen? Actually, yeah, go on. Then. Uh, well, you must have seen Titanic. Yes. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yes. The Holiday. No, I've seen Divergent. Of course, Divergent. Your favorite. My film. favorite film. How could I forget? <laughs> as as we've moved into triple digits of these things, I've I've I thought I'd retire the. Uh, the running joke that you, uh, that you love the Divergent films. I thought you've retired that from joke as well. But you you brought it back, Zijan. You brought it back. Uh, wasn't wasn't intentional. Um, actually, is this going to be your least favorite Kate Winslet film? It was going to be my least favorite Kate Winslet film. Uh, I've seen Divergent. Uh, it wasn't great, was it? Um, no, it's awful, awful. Like I, oh, the thing is, right? That came out in a phase where young adult films was a craze. Yep. Um, after the the success of the Hunger Games. Um, and obviously everything that came out of the Hunger Games um, everyone was like yeah. oh we need something similar this to that um, and the to concept of Divergent Twilight is just flawed from the beginning yeah I mean it's just this idea that everyone gets put in the characteristics but the character like was it Abnegation Abnegation that's a yes. <laughs> Kendar yeah and some of them were nouns and some of them were adjectives and it was yeah didn't like it oh, great cast Shailene Woodley Miles Teller, the guy who looks like a Jonas brother. I forget his name. I forgot that Miles Teller was in it. Yeah, I don't think he was very happy to be in it. Um, <laughs> after, after the first one, he clearly didn't want to be there. 
I've I've only seen the first one, but it's, it's amazing. I think didn't they split the last film into two as everyone was doing back then, and the, then never this... got around to making the last one because no one watched it. Yep, exactly, exactly that. That's amazing. And it was going to be a TV uh, series. It was going to be. A... It's going to be a lot of things. Mm. Not anymore. No, I can't. Uh, I can't honestly recommend Divergent. Yeah, you see, right when Simon was saying, "Well, we should spend more time on this." We've t- we've yeah. given a good a good minute on Divergent. We tried. Um, if you can do a minute on Divergent, how long can you do on eleven Oscar winner Titanic? Oh, um, Titanic! I watched it. Well, obviously, when back when I was in Malaysia. Um, 97 wasn't it that's right and uh, obviously Celine Dion's uh, My Heart Will Go On was a bit crazy I was playing quite a lot in Malaysia as well Um, I guess I was too young to appreciate Titanic for the spectacle that it was Mm. for the grandeur that it was you know when 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 you're that age of (laughs) 12 yes you don't really appreciate uh, I said I don't know what time you came out but yes 11 or 12 yeah. yeah you don't really appreciate how big this film was back then I would say and I definitely didn't um, okay. back then yeah I mean um, I've not seen it since have you not I have to say ah. no no I've not seen Titanic since Um, I did appreciate that it was a story that I was familiar with because yeah. um, uh, obviously everyone knows about the Titanic etc uh, but things like you know it being this um greatest romance ever all these things just went woo <laughs> right I mean it's, it's a weird because uh, yeah, I've seen it several times although not for not for a good few years now but um, it, it, I mean it's it was yeah I do remember it being absolutely huge at the time what I find weird is it's, it's kind of uh, there's this backlash I suppose everyone everyone seemed to think it was cool to hate Titanic and so you, you won't get people well, maybe not so much now but the, for a long time people wouldn't admit to liking it or certainly uh, men wouldn't Seem to maybe because it was a romance at its base, but it's a phenomenal film. It's an outstanding film. Um, I think the, the the two leads, obviously Kate Winslet and, and Leo, have a lot of chemistry. Good. Yeah, but I mean the music's wonderful. The, the the effects, particularly for the time, but even even looking back now, amazing. The, the scale of it, and and what I didn't realize at the time is that uh, it was generally thought that it was going to be a huge disaster. I mean there were all these articles saying James Cameron's gone nuts. He's ruined the studio. I think. <laughs> Because it was such a high budget film and it went over budget and went over time, whatever else. But what a, I mean, what a massive success uh, at the box office and critically. I think that film put both Leo and Kate in the spotlights, right? Absolutely. I mean, no, no one had heard of them really. I mean, the, before that, no. I, I think. I, the, I, I think. I mean, Leo had done What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and Kate Winslet had done Sense and Sensibility, which is on my on my list, which is which is really good as well. Actually. Uh, but yeah, that I mean that catapulted them, and and Leo took in particular, I guess, took a while to get out of that kind of uh, cute leading man stereotype. He's done very well to get out of that. Yes, he hit it. He was like in the island, <laughs> the beach, the wasn't beach, it? After the that. beach, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was very weird. But yeah, um, they have lots of good chemistry, and it helped when they were in Revolutionary Road later on as well, which I've not seen. No, I've I've got it, and Simon tells me it's great, but I've not yet. Not yet. No, I got around to that one. Uh, yeah, and um, Eternal Sunshine. I didn't love it the first time I saw it, but I didn't love it the first time I saw it as well, and the only time I saw oh, it. Right. I have to say, yeah, I, I I was expecting. So, people talk about Eternal Sunshine as Portland's mind a lot, mm. and they hype it up a lot, and saying like it's probably one of the best films 
if I was seen out there. Probably, uh, okay. And I think I was a little bit disappointed right. when I saw it, and it just wasn't. Okay, because I think I didn't really get it the first time. I think I've, I was saying I was too fragmented, which I know was the point of the film, but it kind yeah. of distracted me. But I, yeah, it's much much better the second time I found it, and I, I, I do I think it's a fantastic film. Um, but it took me it took me two or three times to uh, <laughs> to really appreciate it. Uh, so I need to watch it a few more times then. I think just watch it one, give it one more try. Um, okay. So you got you've got lots of time ahead of you. Uh, it's for those who haven't seen it. It's it's uh, Jim Carrey playing against type as this kind of quiet, um, uh, lonely guy, I suppose. And Kate Winslet, his more exotic uh, former girlfriend, and uh, they can pay to to have the memories of the other removed. Removed. Uh, yeah. It's a really clever idea. I think it's done very well. And it's a great cast: Mark Ruffalo, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Elijah Wood, Tom Wilkinson. I think was in it. Um, yeah. Uh, what else we got here? So, Sense Sensibility, I've mentioned, um, it is uh, Emma Thompson, I think, won an Oscar for writing it. Um, she she plays uh, Eleanor Dashwood, and Kate Winslet plays Marianne Dashwood. Uh, it's it's a really good adaptation. I think um, Emma Thompson was a bit too old for the part. I think we may have talked about this before, but it, it's very good. Uh, again, a great cast, Anna Rickman, Hugh Grant, others. Uh, it's one of the better Austins. Uh, she's a film called Iris, where she played... Um, the young Iris Murdoch, Judy Dench played the older Iris Murdoch. Uh, she was a writer who had uh, dementia, so it's, it's very moving. Um, speaking of writers, Fighting Neverland is it was a Johnny Depp uh, lead. He plays J.M. Barry. He wrote uh, Peter Pan. Mm. Um, and Cameron plays the, I think she's a widow, but she's a mother of, of young Love children. Love interest? Sorry? Love interest? Um... Not quite. Not exactly. No. Uh, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen. It. I don't. I think that's not the main. But I don't think they've got that because he's. I mean, he's more interested in kind of telling stories to the kids and putting his play on and stuff. Um, but he's he's very very good in it. It's a good film. Uh, the holiday, which I do not like. Uh, it's the one with Jack Black, right? Jack Black, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, and one Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, it's easy to easy to, so easy to forget about Cameron Diaz. Uh, yeah, I've only seen it once. I didn't love it. Some people do. Um, she has an uncredited role, apparently, in How to Lose Friends and Alien People, which is bad. Um, and Steve Jobs, which you should you should watch that. It's very good. Um, so it's wow. Aaron Sorkin it. wrote it. Uh, um, who Danny Boyle directed it. Uh, Kate Winslet won a BAFTA, I think, or Golden Globe, maybe. Is this Ashton Kutcher as Jobs? No. So that was um, there was a film called Jobs. Where Ashton Kutcher plays Steve Jobs. Uh, and there was later a film called Steve Jobs, um, where uh, what's his name, Irish guy Michael Fassbender, um, ah. plays Steve Jobs. And I, I've not seen the Aston Kutcher one. Apparently, it's terrible. He he does look a lot like Steve Jobs, he um, does. which um, Fassbender doesn't so much. But yeah, it's really good. It's it's based basically it's just three different periods of his life right before big launches of various things. Um, so it's not a kind of full on biopic. Uh, but it is. I mean, it's if you like Aaron Sorkin and I love Aaron Sorkin, then it's definitely worth a watch. And Kate Winslet um, does a pretty good Polish accent. So there you go. Uh, what is your favourite uh, Kate Winslet film, Susan? By Illumination, it has to be Titanic. Um, yeah, I'm looking at this, and there's some there's some really good ones in here. Actually, she's done some great films. Um, but I might go for Titanic as well. Actually, I think it's so good. Hmm. We didn't watch his Oscar uh, her Oscar winning film, right? Um, the, reader. the reader. No, I've not seen that. Hmm. No. Yeah, there's a few. So revolutionary. I want to see the reader. I uh, should see Contagion. I want to see. So there's a few out there hmm. to to check out. Yeah, and my least favorite film is Divergent. Divergent. 
Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> Ooh, actually, the holidays, <laughs> we finally agreed on something. The holidays then. pretty bad, but I'm going to go for the Dor- Divergent as the worst. Yeah. Uh, right, next time on Actor Factor, uh, it's the films of Michael Shannon. I thought the next time we're doing... We are. Usual look I don't, I've, I've, I've done it again. You have. Uh, well, look forward to Michael Shannon the time after next. Um, next time on Look Back in Oscar, so the f- segment where we l- uh, watch a previous Oscar-winning film. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you doing, Jason? I don't know. <laughs> You're choosing it. Cool. We're doing Ordinary People. Okay, cool. Um, look at that. Look how well-prepared I was for all this. Uh, <laughs> I did, yeah, Ordinary People, which I have bought on DVD, um, and this is giving me an excuse to watch it. Fine. At least one of us knows what's happening. We move on to the quiz, um, which Zijan, you said it's about Studio Ghibli or possibly Ghibli. Yes. We still don't know that. No, no, I know this. I think, um, yeah, it was difficult for me to come up with questions for this, which because uh, I know your knowledge on these films as well is is so minimal because I have seen. I'm trying to be as fair as possible. Oh, that's nice. But I want no. <laughs> No, not. oh, you've moved away from fine. Do you know? Um, and maybe this is one of your questions, but who knows? Um, we Studio Ghibli was formed in 1985, just like we were, Zijan. Uh, yes, they are. That's why I love them so much. That's exactly it. Do you want to kick us off? Yes. Question one: Which co-founder um, of Studio Ghibli directed some of its most prolific films, including Spirited Away, House Moving Castle, and My Neighbor Totoro? Um, I saw a bunch of Japanese names on Wikipedia. I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to pronounce those. I won't bother <laughs> learning any of them. So, Sh- are you going to pass? Ciao. Sh- Sh- no, I passed. Yep, it's Hayao Miyazaki. That's the one. Good lad. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do well on this. Um, which studio? Have you seen any yet? Uh, not yet. No, no. Which studio Ghibli film has by far the worst Rotten Tomatoes score, 43% compared to the second lowest being 78%? That's not a lot further down, though. Um, oh, I don't know. This 43 one. compared to 78, that's a big difference. Yeah, that, that is a big yeah. difference, but I mean, compared to other films out there, I guess. All right. It's probably not as bad. I'm going to go with My Neighbors the Yamadas. Uh, it's Tales from Earthsea. Well, I feel we're not going to do well on this, Chris. No, I don't think so. <laughs> because it's one of those things that either you know or you don't. And, and there's a lot of films. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of films. Uh, question two, which I think you're going to suffer with as well. Okay. Yeah. Who is Hayao Miyazaki's most frequent music collaborator, having composed for all but one of his films? And I come out with these kind of questions because the music of Studio Ghibli films is one of the highlights of its films. Is it, um, its composer. Is it Joe Hisashi? Yeah, that's correct. Amazing. Uh, is it why your questions come maybe. up? Maybe. <laughs> uh, on which series of children's books was the 2010 film Arietti based? Uh, these are the Borrowers, that's right? right. Hmm. I, I remember watching the Borrowers TV series on BBC as a kid, so I would, I would have got that. I think you should get this as well. In question three, in the beginning of the film, Spirited Away, the parents of Chihiro were turned into what animals? Huh. Uh, you've probably talked about it, have you? Um, birds. No, they're turned to pigs. Pigs? Yeah. Why would I have got... Oh, because it's a biblical thing. No. Yeah. Why, would I've, why, do, uh, why would I have got that? I don't know, because Spirit Away is like the most famous right. Studio Ghibli film out there. I thought you have done more research on I that. did not. <laughs> <laughs> Who has done the music for nine Studio Ghibli films? Uh, Joe Hisashi. Correct. Uh, question four. Uh, which Studio Ghibli film 
tells the tale of a goldfish who befriends a human boy and wants to be a human girl. My neighbor Totoro. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ponyo. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which Welsh-born actor voiced Howl in the English-language version of Howl's Moving Castle? Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any Welsh-born actors. And I'm getting stuck, which is annoying me. Why don't I know any Welsh-born actors? I... Uh... I'll go with Taron Egerton because I, at least I know he's Welsh. Uh, Christian Bale. Ah, nice. Mm. Uh, question five for you. Uh, in which Studio Ghibli film was the famous cat bus, a giant bus-shaped cat, introduced? Bus-shaped cat? <laughs> yes. Good Lord. Is it My Neighbor Totoro? <laughs> that is My Neighbor yes. Totoro. I... Well done. Brilliant. Uh, okay, to all then with, um, with this your fifth question. Mm-hmm. Um, which Studio Ghibli film is set in World War Two? That's uh, great for the Fireflies. Congratulations, you've done an, a fairly predictable victory. Um, <laughs> good work. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you will not be pleased though with the quiz topic. Well, maybe you will. Um, it's I'm not, I'll cut to the chase. It's, it's the Back to the Future trilogy. Is the uh, the next quiz topic? Have we done that before? I thought we had, but I checked the spreadsheet and we have not. Ah, so nice. Thank goodness we had that spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, this is partly along the fact that I'm going to see the Back to the Future musical. Uh, Are you? In Manchester? In Manchester in May. You're going so to get let, coronavirus. Let's see if that happens. Um, it's, yep. it's just opened this last week, I think, uh, and seems to be um, well received according to their, their own Twitter page. So, uh, who knows? There you go. Back to the Future. And what's our main topic next time, Zijan? We are looking, uh, and this is for you listeners, um, we are looking at films that will be good to watch while you're in self-isolation. <laughs> there you go. Who says we can't move with the uh, with the trends and be topical? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how that's going to work, but uh, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Bye.